Hello, everybody, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking This with your boy X. And this. You already know what to do. If you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. And as, and as well, if you are on our Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button. As well, if you are on YouTube, go ahead and hit us up and hit that red subscribe button. And it goes well. And as well, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future. Ding. See, it's a lot easier when I'm next to you. I know, right? You can, you can always bring me in with the cue. Any other time, you know, I, I can't see. I mean, I can't be right next to you, so you'd be hitting me with that ding a little bit later. Yeah, I'm just be over here doing my own thing. It's all good. Anyways, as well, if you are on Twitter, go ahead and hit us up on Periscope at X Talking Ish. And as well, I'm going to go ahead and retweet it on my personal page at X Williams under or X underscore Williams 81. Uh, as you well, always mess up I know I can't even get your own Twitter, and you always mess it up. That's crazy, man. You want to know what it is? I'm still in shock about what happened over the pond. That's more than what was going on for me. The Danny Dimes thing, I'm gonna need you to be that. Gosh, you need to stop with this Danny Dimes slander because there's no reason to be in shock. I already told you what was gonna happen. I was alerting y'all beforehand, I told y'all what was gonna happen. Ah, people gonna start listening to me. Come back, player of the year. One hand, Danny. All right, what you really need to stop doing is stop, is stop lying to the people uh, when it comes to How having this. This is, a, this is an imaginary faith that you have when it comes to this whole Danny Dodge. You don't even believe in Danny Dodge. You're just doing this just to. I believe in Danny. Danny, I believe. Danny, I believe in you. I believe in you. If if you ever want to be on the show, just let us know. We'll set that up real quick. You know, I'm definitely down for you to be on the show. We talk about your. Uh, how you lead the Giants, you carry them on your back all the time, and with no weapons, no weapons around you, but you still somehow find a way to do it and not getting any love out here in these streets. So, No weapons, you say? No weapons. You, you no. do know at the moment Saquon looks like the comeback player of the year. Man, Saquon looked like a bomb. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on because as you can see, Ishmael is already sleepy. He's talking crazy over here, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, shout out to our boy Fracture Wadner for being on. As always, he said, "What's well, good, fellas? Great day for some football talk. Oh yeah, how about them Texans and Astros? Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. The Texans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will talk about them uh, very very soon. The Astros uh, hit a walk off home run in the ninth inning to take Game One of the ALDS." Yeah, uh, against the Seattle Mariners. If you wasn't watching, you definitely need to uh, check it out because uh, hey, it was a hell of a game. And uh, like Fraser Wanda says, oh snap, no split screen. You yeah. are correct, sir. Uh, unfortunately, but fortunately, still don't have internet in my house because because um, <laughs> AT and T uh, don't don't like us right now. So yeah, still don't have internet. But I appreciate um, my uh, brother for the hospitality for letting me come over. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and of course talk about football gonna make this short and sweet so i can get home and i can get out of my uh good friend's hair so he can of course get his little ones to bed and i can get my little one to bed as well right. too because uh we're not also uh football talk talking guys we also fathers as well yes sir yes sir shout out to uh trent thomas as well he said a uh, great game we talking about of course the baseball game and 
as a little segue of our special guest as well, too, though. Yeah. We'll uh, get to him very, very soon, and we might as well go ahead. I don't know about you. Yeah, we might as well go ahead and bring him on. Bring him on. You know, you want to go ahead and introduce himself. We have a special guest for tonight. We have Mr. Uh, Trenton Thomas. Mr. Trenton, you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself for the people? Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys inviting me. Um, my name is Trenton Thomas. Um, been a 49, 49ers fan my whole life. You know, even though I'm from Texas, uh, just growing up, I seen just seeing Jerry Rice and Steve Young, seeing them guys balling out, and seeing all the Cowboys fans in my area. I knew I didn't want to be a Cowboys fan, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stuck with the 49ers. Um, an, another thing is that I have a, a page, a 49ers uh, fan page called SF Faithful eighty five. Uh, you can find that on um, what's that TikTok. I also have it on YouTube and Facebook. So, you know, any 49ers fan, have them go check it out. And let's talk about the latest updates and weekly, um, uh, I guess, updates on the 49ers teams and, you know, recap of the games. Um, and also I have some 111 gear. I know I told Ish about it before. We have our 111 gear. You can see I'm sporting that now. Sporting the shorts right now. <laughs> let the people let the folk know it. about the brand. Oh yes, sir. We have a so one one eleven is our athleisure line. Me and my wife created that brand. It's one one eleven is um, our anniversary date, so January first, two thousand and eleven. That's how we came up with the name, uh, and it's all customizable um, athleisure wear. So want to make sure we have something that fits good, feel good. You can wear it all day. You can work out in it, whatever you want to do with it. So, uh, and you can check out the site uh, com and. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I recommend it. I recommend it. I got two pairs of shorts already. I wear them all the time. They feel good. Now the, people, now the people can't see. Get your butt up and show. Get up. Right. Get your butt up and show the phone. Now get your, your butt up and show the phone. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I appreciate you it. Other shorts downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate well, I this. Give me some, and uh, yeah, hopefully man. we can take, take care of that real soon. Um, but besides that as well, of course, we're going to talk about some football and also we will get every link that uh, Trenton talked about regarding his um, his uh, links to TikTok with his uh, 49er group within the description as well, too. So after the show's over with, uh, you can go ahead and, and click onto those links and uh, join him as well on his social media pages. Um, let's just go ahead and get right into the thick of things. Uh, like I talked about on the Sunday on the Sunday recap show. Yeah, let's start it off with the best one. The best you done. <laughs> let's start off with the best one. You go done? ahead, man. Go ahead with the first game. Anyways, like I said, game. go ahead, put it on. Like I said, nobody wants to talk about that Thursday night football game. So we're not even gonna read. Yeah, nobody that. cares about them. We're gonna unfortunately talk about the London game. Yes, yes, um, Danny Dimes. Let's talk about them. Because talk about them. unfortunately, it seems as though uh Brian Dable has resurrected Daniel Jones's career, and to be honest, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, are we being are we being for real right now? Danny was great before Brian Dable. Brian Dable just helping to bring the team up to where I, Danny I'll, has I'll been. I'll throw the whole it to time. you. I'll let you have it. Sir. I mean, I'm just gonna say Brian Dable is helping the team come to where Danny has always been, 
He just needed the people around him to meet him at his talent level. And now you see what they're able to do. I mean, they had a lot of injuries. Uh, top uh, top two or three receivers were out for this game. Mm -hmm. So they were working with a skeleton crew at receiver. Uh, Saquon had a pretty good game. Uh, it was really close, really tight. The big stop by the defense. Um, goal line stand, really, that sealed the deal for them. I, I just, you know, from this game – there are a couple things I took away. Two things, really. The first thing, the Giants are the real deal because they have a defense that is able to play with some of these better teams, right? I, I think that the Giants can play with some of these teams. And it's going to be interesting to see how the NFC East shakes up with the Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys in that division. Number two, Green Bay, you're on red alert. Red alert, Green Bay, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I know I picked the Packers to win that division, but I am terrified right now with what I am seeing. That offense is – they don't know what they're trying to do right now, okay? They have lost their identity. Um, Aaron doesn't seem comfortable with the receiving core. It's just all around disappointing for Green Bay. So I'm on red alert for them. The only bright spot for them – is Minnesota has been just as bad. Minnesota don't look great either. You can do that all you want to. Minnesota don't look great. Four and one, leading the division. Uh, you being disrespectful, that. Captain America? Yeah, Captain. <laughs> you doing right now? Captain America and Eagles sit. Oh, uh, we don't. We disrespectful right now, Captain, Captain America. America and Eagles sit. Okay, they, they lucked to win against the the Saints. I mean, they don't look good. Okay, they might not look good, but you, their record looks good. You must though. have forgot that the Eagles spanked the hell out of them on national TV. The Eagles so, are the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, that's a, that's a quality loss. Let's 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 turn over. I didn't realize. Let's, let's turn over the trend. Let's turn over quality trend. losses and everything. <laughs> trend, how how, did you, how was your how was your take on this game and and how the Giants were able to come away with a victory? I missed most of the game, but I know I saw like the first, I think, two quarters of it. And I was very impressed with the physicality of the uh, defense. Them guys have really turned around over the past couple of years. And this year, I'm not sure they got some guys in the offseason, but that front seven looking real good. And in the secondary making a lot of plays this year. So they keep it up, you know, protect, you know, the offense because it's going to eventually catch up with, I know your boy Danny Dimes, because they're going to put, seven eight in the box and make them beat them throwing the ball they're not gonna let saquon get loose no more so giants better enjoy while they can because it's gonna be tough going forward i mean like both of you guys brought up regarding the giants and the division that they're in and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show the nfc east seem as though it's becoming the best division played on the field yeah. Then we thought yeah. it was going to be the AFC West yeah. coming into the season that was on paper because of the additions that were made in the offseason. Everybody assumed that the AFC West was going to be the best thing since sliced bread to watch on TV. And all of a sudden, I mean, football has turned upside down. I mean, all, the Chiefs are all stranger thing. things, pun intended. The Chiefs are the best thing since sliced bread to watch on TV. Really? That's what we're doing right now? I mean, just, just the Chiefs, only the Chiefs are. I mean, I can't speak. I can't speak for the Raiders. They're garbage. We all know the debacle that's going on in Denver over there, uh, and LA. They've been having their struggles too. So yeah, I'm gonna just say the Chiefs. We're not gonna speak for the rest of the division. Well, we all unfortunately assume the wrong thing, and that's what happens. We assume because you make an ass out of you and me. So what we're gonna <laughs> do? We're gonna go ahead and move on, and like I said, we'll talk about this NFC 
uh, East division a little bit later on, but get to the comment section right quick. Christine Robichaud says the whole time I was watching the game, all I could think of was just coming on here to talk about Danny Dimes. You know it. And Comeback as you player know, of the year. If you uh, check out the show, you know uh, it's just very, Danny uh, Dimes, baby. very high on his boy Danny Come Dimes. Comeback player of the year. Look at it. Even Fracture Walnut jumping on the bandwagon yes, now. Comeback player of Comeback the year. Comeback player of the year. One hand Danny. Danny Go ahead and let him know. And Travis Crow also says Sunday night going to be a good one. He's, of course, alluding to Cowboys, Eagles. That's, I mean, we can segue straight into that. That is definitely uh, going to be a good one. If yeah. We want to just segue right to it right now. Straight to the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. okay, we can just go segue right into the Cowboys game. We'll talk about that right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll I'll start it off, yeah, and then I'll ahead. throw it to Trent right quick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We picked the Cowboys to win. Besides that being right, I'll be honest with you. I I, I mean, I, I expected the Cowboys to win, but I'm more worried about those Rams team, especially yeah. after five weeks of the season. I picked them to win the Super Bowl to go back-to-back. I, re- I feel real stupid about that right now, and that's okay because, again, it's still early in the season. Things can turn around, but right now it just doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many targets to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you might as, you, you might as well uh, just just hand the ball off to him the way he, Matt Stafford's staring him down at the moment. And, you, I mean, you're not – the offense just does, does not look the way it needs to be. The defense look a little old. Yeah. A lot of talent on there, but it just looks old. And for you guys at home to only put 10 points to this Cowboys team, don't get me wrong, best probably one of, if not the best one, defense. One of the best defense in the in league. league. Um, for Niners up there, that's what I'm saying. It's one of the <laughs> best defenses up there. Yeah. But yeah. For, for the Rams to put out this type of performance, I'm very worried about them. Um, if I don't see improvement by week 10 – I'm giving five more weeks, week 10, week 11 at latest. Damn, you're getting a long time. I, I get a long time. I get a long time <laughs> because they're in the NFC. But if I don't see them improving by then, I, I, I'm i pretty much riding off them winning, you know, going back to back, which is hard to do in the NFL anyways. We know how that is. I felt as though they might maybe been able to have the talent, especially bringing in the pieces they brought in the offseason, just not using them correctly. That's just how I see it. Yeah. But overall, what's your take on this game and how it played out? Man, the biggest thing, like the Cowboys, their defense, they're, they're legit this year. They're really <coughs> legit. Uh, I didn't think that, um, what's his name, Lawrence is going to ball like this because last year is kind of a disappointment. But this year, Lawrence and um, what's his name, the second-year guy, can you think like of his Parsons. name? Parsons. Yeah, yeah Parsons, Parsons, man. He, You know he's going to do his thing. So having them guys run around the edge and putting pressure on the quarterback and the Rams at the same time, they depleted on the O-line. I knew it was going to be a long day for Matt Stafford. And like you said before, Cooper Cup getting like 30 targets a game. So <laughs> you can't win like that, you know. And it's, it's easy to game plan for. But, yeah, I, I'm not too surprised the Cowboys won, but not like this. That, that surprised me to 22 to 10 victory. I I was not surprised that they got a beat down. I thought it was going to be worse. When I predicted the Cowboys win the game, I thought that they were going to put a butt whipping on them because this Rams offense, they can't run the ball right now. They don't know how to run the ball. Um, also, Allen Robinson, uh, I'm put out a, a, I'm a missing person, missing person because uh, Mr. Robinson only had, hold on, give me a second. Find it for him. Find it for him. Three receptions for 12 yards. Three receptions for 12 yards. Okay, so I have a question, though, is is that on the receiver or is that on offensive coordinator getting them open? You know, at this time, 
I don't know who it's on. I, unless you're in the building, I don't know that we can say if it's a Matt Stafford issue, if it's an Allen Robinson learning the playbook issue, mm-hmm. if it's an offensive coordinator issue. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, but all I can tell you is when they made this signing in the offseason and they decided to let Robert Woods go, everybody thought, oh, man, they made it, it was an upgrade. Oh, I mean, think of how the offense is going to be now. <laughs> and it has been terrible. This is like this is probably one of the biggest busts from the offseason. I mean, this offseason, I think he is the biggest bust. The biggest bust as far as signing. This offseason, he probably is the biggest bust. Over Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield. I don't think I don't think people, if you were realistic, I don't think you were expecting much from Baker Mayfield. Okay. And the Russell Wilson one. Maybe he's competing with Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's play. close. Yeah. I think that the two of them are right up there. One, two, whoever you want to put one, that's fine with me. Um, Matt I, Ryan. Oh, Matt Ryan. Well, I wasn't expecting much from Matt Ryan. He didn't really do I mean, much of that. Yeah, he's been doing it. Yeah, it depends depend on who you're asking. It depends yeah. on who you're asking. Because people fans, thought they were going to resurrect I, his career coming to New England. I mean, they thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. So maybe they thought, maybe they're thinking he's the biggest bust. But I do know this Jacksonville. And that Christian Kirk signing, they are looking better every single day. Yeah, yeah. they are yeah. looking better every every week. It just looks better and better we'll, from that. We'll office. of course talk about that Texans Jaguars game. Of course, we'll talk about that very oh, soon yeah. as well. Uh, I'll wrap it up with this because um, nobody brought up the obvious. Nobody brought up the elephant in the room. I'm surprised nobody talked about this. Cooper Rush. Yeah, that, what, what, I mean, that Prescott. Who? I mean, are we not going to talk about the obvious when it comes to? Do we stay with Cooper Rush? Yeah. Or yeah. do we go back to Dak if Cooper Rush is not losing a game? You just imagine you're at week 11 and Cooper Rush haven't lost a game and we're a couple weeks to the, to the Thanksgiving game. Are you willing to put Dak in? Are we I, are we sticking with Jason Garrett 2.0? Can I say why I didn't bring it up? Cuz it's no brainer to me. Yeah. Dak can go ahead and keep riding that bench. I mean, is it for us is a no brainer, but not the front office. That's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? It's a no brainer. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You can pay this guy a lot of money and sit on the bench. Well, he's gonna be sitting there. <laughs> Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott, the guy we gave all his money to after he broke his ankle after he out here getting caught off the field crying. We're gonna we're gonna put him on the bench right now. He's gonna be the most expensive backup in the league. Enjoy. You don't even believe that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me get to the comment section right quick, especially from our from our designated cowboy fan, Mr. Yeah, Travis Crow. I, yeah, let's see he what says, he got to say. He says only defense uh, to allow multiple touchdowns in a, in a game. I'm sorry, not to not, allow any yeah. multiple, multiple touchdowns in a game, of course. And he also says stay with Cooper Thank Rush. You. The, the Cowboys fan spoke. Look, he said I'm it. not. I'm not saying not to. I'm just trying to figure out what do you want to do. You ride the momentum, or do you want to? Give it back to the guy that. Can I tell that, you why? Because because remember remember back in the old football days when you we used to play football, a veteran quarterback or a veteran player usually not supposed to lose his spot due to injury. Okay, usually that's not true. You're earned. You're you're allowed to get you, to earn your spot back once you're healthy. Drew and Bledsoe? if you can't, that's the that's that's the turning point. That's the turning point. Before <laughs> then, though, again, depending <laughs> if you're a Bill Parcells guy, you're not about to lose your job due to injury. Okay. If, if you if you was a uh, Bill Walsh guy, you weren't gonna lose your job to injury. If you was a guy that contributed, you got hurt. You are gonna be able to get your job back at least for the time being until you lose it lose it again. Can I tell you why that don't matter? I'm listening. Because 
because Jerry Jones doesn't do anything that makes sense. Okay? That's, oh, but he, 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 everything. he, Jerry Jones made sense when he made this comment about having two quarterbacks, though. He made sense then. Jerry Jones makes sense when it makes sense. Jerry Jones is the one crazy person that don't it does not care. I don't, I don't even think he care. He gave Dak that money. If Cooper Rush continue to win game, if Cooper Rush wins the Sunday night game against the Eagles, you going with Dak Prescott? That's gonna make get it to the comments right quick, and then I answer <laughs> that question. Christian Robeshaw also says they're not going to sit Dak. Jerry Jones. That's all I gotta say about that. Travis Cross says often looks more comfortable with Rush. Yes, yeah. they do. They not they don't have to force anything like they do with Dak, man. All I know is that's our Cowboy fan and also our Eagle fan. Sunday is what we really are looking forward to, to figure out more about both of these teams. And let me segue into the Eagle, the Eagles uh, to, of course, talk about this upcoming matchup. The Eagles did play, of course, the Cardinals. We were wrong. We picked the Cardinals to upset the Eagles. We assumed that this might have been the trap game. I told you why I did that. Yes, you did it because you you knew that the Eagles were going to win. Yes, I know what you did. You still yes. have L on the record book, though. I don't care. I'll right. take the L on the record book. I was picking it to reverse reverse. Like, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, man. Check the tape, right? Check the tape. Check the tape. I knew the Eagles were going to win. Okay, <laughs> I said what I said. With that being said, the Eagles are still undefeated. The only NFL team remaining uh, at, when it comes to, of course, not having a loss. So, with that being said, this upcoming matchup with the Cowboys on Sunday night. Will they finally get that first L of the season, or are they going to continue to go undefeated? So let me take this one, because my man Jalen Hurst put it oh so eloquently for me. And he said, and that's why I picked the Cardinals to beat the Eagles. Because for me, all this talk about 5-0 and last undefeated team, stop. I don't care. Yeah. It's about the process, all right? It's about how do they progress throughout the season to get to the ultimate goal that I have chosen them for this season to win the Super Bowl, right? And that's what I'm concerned about. All I care about in these games are how do they look as far as making it to that ultimate goal. And so far, I can tell you right now, they look good. I don't need the record to tell me they look good because I'm watching the games and they look good. He looks like a person that has matured into the position and as a leader on that team and that defense just like the Cowboys defense, I don't know what happened to the NFC East over the offseason and them deciding they wanted to start playing defense. But these defenses in the NFC East, the front sevens of all three of the defenses that are competing right now are some of the most fierce front sevens in the game right now, and I don't want to face any of them. Trent? Honestly, I, I didn't see much of this game at all. I just know um... – Cardinals not looking good right now. They they need a lot of help because I just kind of look at some of that they, some of their games. They can't get the running game going. Inconsistent in the passing game. You just paid that quarterback all that money. I don't I don't know what to say about them. But the Eagles, they looking good though, especially Jada Hurts. Because I don't know if you guys play fantasy football, but people's giving me uh, a hard time by picking him early in the draft. For both of my leagues, I knew he was gonna have a good game. You got that number one receiver, you know, you got a good tight end, good offensive line. Girl, he just gotta be consistent, not turn the ball over. They'll be okay. So, I guess I got a question for the two of you guys How long till my man Cliff is, is gone? 
I think I mean it's early in the season still to tell. I, I think also with Hopkins not being yeah, there and a couple yeah, other Hopkins. pieces still, you know, haven't really played well for the Cardinals just yet. I think it gives them a a, a chance to say, well, we're going to keep him for whatever reason. I, unless they just continue to bomb for the, continue the remainder of the season, they might look at him funny. But as long as they go over five hundred. He, he keeps his job until the off season. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think. I think if he don't, if he doesn't make the playoffs and win the first round this year, he's gone. I think you. I, I think you expected more more than ownership expected. No, obviously. no. I think the organization wants him to make the playoffs. They've yeah. they've made some good. They've made signings that show that they want to progress to that, and I think that they feel like. If you look at how they started last year, they would feel like they should have done better last year. Right. I think last year was their window, though. I think when you, you know, the pieces that you have, the pieces you have now, they were good seven years ago. The AJ Greens, the JJ Watts. Yeah. You know, those guys were who they were seven years ago. They're just names now. But last year was probably the last time that both of those guys could probably contribute. Like AJ Green is a show of himself. JJ Watt. <laughs> J.J. White out here literally has to shock himself back to goddamn life to be able to even live, apparently, oh, nowadays. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, when it comes to J.J. White, it's like whatever – what can happen with J.J. White will happen with him. Yeah. And sooner or later, I mean, he's just going to die on the football field because he just loves football that much. You know, you got you got to be like that. You got to take, take hit football away from him. That's just he, – he's the football – I'm sorry, he's the defensive version of Tom Brady. You got you to drag yeah. me off this field. I ain't retiring. That's, that's J.J. No, but on a serious note, though, for the Cardinals, I think their window was last year. Um, I I picked the Cardinals also this this game to to win because I saw what Kyler Murray was wearing in the pregame <laughs> show when it comes to looking like somebody's fashionable auntie coming to, to Thanksgiving dinner. I was like, oh shit, okay. Auntie came, the rich auntie came over and she looking fly with that Louis Vuitton suit on, and she ain't came, she came not to play. So I and that makes you pick him hell to yeah. win the game. Look, you see, if you see Russell Russell Westbrook wearing shit like that, you know he's driving triple double that night. So when you see folks come out here, we, look, if you that bold to wear shit like that, I need you to I need you to come out and and kick somebody ass. That's all I'm saying. Dion, he was out here looking fly, and what he do out there was looking like a fly high step of lemon pepper. So with that being said, I needed Kyler Murray to do the same thing, but. I think we're going backwards when it comes to fashion stuff because Kyler was out here looking, looking, looking loud, but wasn't playing like it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you go, if you go make make a statement, I need you to make a statement. That's all I'm saying. That's it. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on. Yes, please. Let's go ahead and move on and go to uh, the comment section right quick. Uh, of course, Travis Crow. He brought up the Cowboys defense saying that they've only allowed five touchdowns all season. Okay. Eagles yeah, allowed yeah, five yeah. touchdowns in one game. And that is, let's be real, that's just a uh, fun Cowboys stat. That, that stat really don't mean anything because we all remember that first game of the season with the Eagles and the Lions. That was just random and weird. Yeah. And both teams have gone in the opposite direction. And I think we both know uh, that, that, two, that these two teams are – not who they were. We'll see on Sunday game. night. So we'll see, we'll see what happened on Sunday night. Those stats don't mean anything. Uh, we'll talk about this that game towards the end of this show. Also, Christine says what he was wearing <laughs> was you. making most people 
pick them not, not to, to win. win. Exactly. <laughs> because what he was wearing proved that the man, again, was not watching film. He was worried about picking out oh, his bad, outfit bad. to go to the game <laughs> instead of watching film. Oh, that's, what, that's what that showed me. <laughs> All right, you then. All right, you then. Let's go to um, – let's go. <laughs> I can't even finish. No, nah, no, nah, let's go to the Jets game. Really? Let's you go, go to the Jets game. Sure, why I, you not why you don't want to go I to mean, the Jets game? I, I, was, I picked but... the upset. The upset happened, although let me say this though. Sure. I, let, take it away. Just two weeks ago, we were talking highly about the Dolphins. We were talking about, man, this might be their year. Look, they beat the Bills. Everything's going swimmingly for them. That was a I did that on purpose. Swimming, okay. Swimmingly. Swimmingly. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> all um, pun intended. All pun intended on that one. But uh, beside the point, should we be concerned if we're Miami fans? Theodore is now out due to concussion protocol. Oh, uh, yeah. The short, <laughs> short answer is yes. <laughs> to, to, uh, I mean, we don't know if he's ever going to return. Um, he may be silently retiring like Blake Bortles. Um, yeah, relax. relax. I don't. Are we concerned as Miami fans that they, they, I mean? Let's let, let Trenton start off. Yeah, Trenton. Are you are you concerned for Miami? Definitely, because you know it's supposed to be Tua and his speed guys. So we was thinking that it was going to have that chemistry, averaging about four hundred yards per game, and that's not what we're going to get because the whole little debacle with the concussion, the two last two, no, not last two games, but you know, two games, and we don't know we're going to see Tua back and the backup hurt, so. Yeah, it's it's a concern. But one good thing about this, we know the Dolphins was a running back. Um, is it Mostert? Yep. So so if they can get that running game going, because they have two decent running backs. Mostert, he's a very fast guy. Another guy, um, he's a kind of a scat back. So they can get that going. They'll definitely open it up for the, for the receivers. It doesn't matter what quarterback is back there. Just throw it up. Throw it deep. Let them get it. Okay, so. okay. Yeah, like you talked about, I, I felt the same way regarding the offense when it comes to having that Miami Vice offense with all the speed on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was going to be deadly. We was hoping it to be deadly. It was deadly the first four weeks of the season. It looked like everything we was hoping it to look like. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, of course, the situation with the Bills and then, of course, the follow-up situation with the Bengals yep. leave us to where we are at now. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, I mean – not as a Dolphins fan, because I'm not a Dolphins fan, but as an outsider, um, I was looking forward to the Dolphins to try to change the narrative of that franchise because we haven't seen success from them since probably the Marino days or the Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams, oh, Miami yeah. Dolphin days or the Chapman in the days, whatever you want to, you know, those short bursts of a couple of years of being good, but not great. Uh-huh. And, Maybe this was the opportunity for them to finally have a quarterback, finally have those decent receivers, finally have a decent defense, finally have this, finally have that. And then it seems as though after this tour situation, to me it seems as though that the air has let out the balloon for this team to where they just look depleted. I mean, they just look a shell of themselves to where – it's it's hard to motivate themselves right now because they're probably either worried about Tua – or they also know they're just not as good with a third string quarterback. I mean, and you know, it's not it's yeah. not that they're down to Teddy, they're down to a, a third string quarterback that that they probably just 
look at as hey you know what's up what's up you know i you know i, I skylar thompson the yeah, rookie. I, I mean yeah. you know I, I see you i see you rook but other than that i mean you know nobody expected you to get any type of playing time this year right i mean mm-hmm. that's just but now he's throw he's thrusted into the role to where it's like okay offensive coordinators tommy you earn your money you got to help this guy and get him in position to be successful in this offense so for this team they were i mean the dolphins were in this game for the most part of the most part of the game, it just got ugly in the in the in, uh, towards the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter, where the the Jets blew it away. Mm-hmm. But for the Dolphins, this was a game that they that they probably should have won. They're three and a half point favorite as a road uh, team, and they probably should have won this game. But after them losing this game, I'm worried about them. I, I don't I don't know if they can now compete. I mean. Even with two, we had questions about them competing in their own division with the Bills. Yeah. Without two, I mean, it's I know it's. I'm gonna tell you two reasons. I'm gonna tell you guys two reasons why I'm not worried for the Dolphins. Number one, it's a good part of the schedule to have the injuries happen. The reason why I say that they got the Vikings coming up next, which that one four one they probably gonna four one Vikings. But I'm gonna say they probably gonna lose that game. That's fine. All right, because then you follow that up with the Steelers who have been struggling. The Lions, who can't play defense to save their lives. The Bears, who don't have really an offensive weapon to help Justin Fields out, period. So Justin Fields going to probably try to run the whole game. Um, you got the Browns, who have been kind of uh, – they're up and down at the moment. We're still trying to figure it out. Then you got the Texans. So, I mean, right now it's a pretty good stretch to kind of go through these injuries because you're not facing, like, the meat of your schedule because after that – you follow up with the 49ers, the Chargers, the Bills, the yeah. Packers, the Patriots, and the Jets. <laughs> so, I mean, the end of the season is the patch where you really need somebody, uh, like one of your quarterbacks, the top ones playing. So that's why I'm not worried for them. And then the second reason why I'm not worried for them, because even if they go ahead and decide they want to lose the rest of the games or lose a big chunk of these games and not make the playoffs – they opened the door for Lamar Jackson going home to Miami. And, you know, I don't wow. think it's likely. I didn't even think about that. I don't I think it's likely to happen, wow. but I'd love for it to happen. I'd be excited if that I'm would happen. not going to lie. Yeah. That would be nice. I know, of course, that was speculation a couple of yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, even, yeah. even like even during the season, people were talking about maybe him going to Miami. <laughs> but everybody was talking about, well, they got Tua, right? But, yeah, that was the last thing on my mind. I was just hoping Tua was healthy. But now that we, you know, we're a couple weeks away. Lamar to Miami. Yeah, something I, that I, I didn't even think about that. That would be, woo, that I would love to see that happen. Lamar, what, what's Miami. Your, what's your thoughts be. on that, Trin? Man, that's I didn't even think about that one. That would be a fast team. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hard to stop because you know Lamar loved a good tight end, and he had him two fast receivers, intermediate routes, deep routes, have a good running game, and you had McDaniel's McDaniel's. He's an offensive guru, so he's gonna draw some good plays for them guys. Man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just thinking about it when it comes. If I'm management of Miami Dolphins, do I literally throw the bank at Lamar and say, "Look, we're gonna write a blank check for you. You put whatever you want on it. You come be the starting quarterback. We run this, this fast up tempo offense." And we just go. I mean, that that's that's amazing. If I can it. make it work with Tyreek contract, oh for sure. I'm oh, yeah. we gonna figure a way. We're gonna make it work. We're yeah. gonna layer the, the contract in a way where it's gonna work out. Oh yeah. I will do that. Not man, today I'm probably calling his agent like, 
Listen, his agent, his agent is his mama. He, he, yeah, he is his agent. He is his agent. <laughs> so I'm calling, I'm calling in my man mama because she down there in Miami anyway. I'm about to be like, yo, come up to one of these games. Let's have a discussion about getting him to Miami because Baltimore playing games, all right? And we're going to give him the money. It's as easy as that. I ain't mad at you on that one. But, but you got to think about it. That's a bad look right now because the tour hurt. That's gonna be a bad look for Miami Dolphins. Man, when that when the when Miami just got through a bad look when it comes to paying off for, for games with Miami, you. Miami in the NFL every week in a bad look. Do you think they care? Matter it's about money. Matter of fact, if I'm Miami, I spend it to look at this. How can we be against black people when we're signing a black quarterback? <laughs> I'm gonna spend it in the we're bringing, we're bringing a hometown hero. We're bringing home. a hometown hero. Yeah, that's home. true. Look at how much we support the black community. Look at I, that. I'm gonna oh, try yeah, to spend that easy real PR. Easy. That's easy. <laughs> you need to pay us the big bucks to, to spend y'all's uh, PR. Yeah, I know. We need to be y'all PR firm in Miami. We help y'all out big time. Easy, easy. All right, let's go ahead and move on to an AFC South matchup, and uh, and right there in Florida, right just right up the street in Jacksonville, Ugh. um, probably one of the upsets of the week. Uh, Texas uh, Texans upset the Jacksonville Jaguars thirteen six, and uh, I will say when it comes to this game, I mean seriously, seriously, when I say the shout out to the Texans defense. Right, I mean to, to hold the Jaguars only six points. You you were just talking very highly about Christian Kurt and and living up to his contract so far. Uh, Jaguars didn't score a touchdown um, <laughs> again at home. So with that being said, is this a turning point for the Texans to where maybe they can start reeling off some wins and not and not be the laughing stock of the NFL? Please still? stop. Please or indoor, indoor. This is also question marks on Jacksonville. They, Jacksonville started off a little hot. We thought they were back to being Saxonville and being a really good team. Is this a game where they lose and then all of a sudden it starts unraveling again for them, or is, is this something that Doug Peterson can use to motivate this young team to ride this ship out and, and try to perform better moving forward? I, I'll start it off with you, Trent. Uh. It, it, I don't know, man. It's it's more on the Jaguars. They, I think they had a mental lapse with this one because Texans. One good thing they have going for them, like the defense and that that running back. That running back is a monster. But the Jaguars, I don't know. They they didn't show up this weekend. I don't know. They didn't read their playbook. They didn't read the uh, scouting report or what. But they just didn't show up. So I I think it's more of a lapse because Jaguars been looking pretty consistent this year, especially on you know. With Lawrence making better, making more plays, and also that two-headed uh, running game. So, yeah, I, I think it's just an issue this weekend. It maybe it should be better going forward. Fracture one says, "How about them Texans? Everybody and their mama picking the London Jags, as Ish would say." Yeah, um, the London Jags. For me, I said it before the game. Even though we both picked the Jags. I said, if there was ever one for the Texans to get this season. You did say that. This was it. You did say that. And I said it because historically the Texans have gone to Jacksonville and they've played well against Jacksonville and Jacksonville for some reason. I don't know what it is about them playing there other than, again, I'm going to say it, Jacksonville only like to play in London. They needed this booted <laughs> team to London 
change the name to the London Jaguars, and I bet you they go ahead and win the Super Bowl, okay? Because for some reason they want to play well over there, but they don't want to play well in Jacksonville. I think they personally don't – no one in the organization like Jacksonville. They want the team to move. So they play poorly in Jacksonville on purpose so they can move the team. It, that, that's the only explanation I got for you because it doesn't make sense that you go on the road. Let's think about it. They just played the Eagles really well and look good on the road only for you to go home against the te- the Texans of all teams <laughs> and just score six points. I mean, I was watching this game and it was just terrible to watch. It was so. You can't give no love to the Texans defense. No love. It really wasn't the Texans defense, though. I mean, there was some Texas defense play. The Texas defense played well for some stretches, but honestly speaking, there were long stretches of that game where it just did not seem like Jacksonville were on the same page. The receivers didn't seem on the same page with Trevor Lawrence. They couldn't run the ball when James Robinson was in. And then even when they couldn't run the ball with James Robinson and um, Travis Etienne was running the ball, they still would try to bring James Robinson back out and run the ball with him. And I was like, dude, clearly it's not working with him. Bring ETN out and continue doing what you're doing with him. But now nah, they wanted to go back to James Robinson and try to run into a brick wall for, mm-hmm. you know, three quarters in the game. So I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville, but they need to figure it out. I think this was one fluke game. I'm going to give it to them because I feel like it's the same with the Raiders and the Chiefs, right? The Raiders, is always their Super Bowl when they play the Chiefs. Yep. And I think for the Texans, it's always their Super Bowl when they play the Jaguars because their aim is just to be a little bit better than the Jaguars. Well, if that's the case. Rex Warner says, "Hey, they've been nine and zero against the Jags." For yeah. Them. So I mean, hey, they've been they've been winning nine Super Bowls so far. So. Drivers Cole, I have to agree with him on that when he said divisional games yeah. be like that. Yeah. Definitely agree. Like you talk about the Raiders and Chiefs, Titans and Colts, or Titans and Texans, yeah. or Titans and Jags. It's, it's no matter who we play, every divisional game is like that as well. Too. Um, I'm gonna have to give it up when it comes to it, it just being one game. Uh, just one of the divisional games where you just it's a head scratcher. Yep. You look back on it, you're like, What the hell happened week five? You know, yeah. we'll see these two how these teams two teams look later on in the season to really get more of a grasp on them. But yeah, Jacksonville's been more consistent. Uh, we'll just touch on this game just briefly, not really too much to talk about, except for the obvious when it comes to Carson Wentz causing another uh game winning opportunity by throwing an interception. Uh, Carson uh, Wentz, Carson man. Wentz, same old, same old from him. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I understand why Vegas, um, yeah, had this game in even because, because uh, the Titans had a piss poor performance. Derrick Henry saved them from uh, getting upset by the Washington Commanders. Um, uh, because Titans really doesn't deserve to win this game, not at all. Um, uh, but, but they were able to come out with the win. Um, but most recently, I don't know if anybody heard these comments uh, from Ron Rivera, head coach for the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Uh, when a reporter asked him what's the diff- pretty much the difference maker um, from his team and the other teams within the division, he blatantly said <laughs> quarterback the play. position quarterback. Yeah. And a lot of people, of course, are speculating that that is a shot to um, and no speculating. Wins. He took a shot at Carson. So with that <laughs> being said, let's suck. go ahead and segue right into that. I think this game was more about the Commanders than it is the Titans. Uh, the Titans are doing what they usually do, like Ish stated, which is rise from the ashes. They have gone on and won three straight after starting season on two. But for the Commanders, is this season over with already before it even starts? Yes. Trenton, I'll, ta- I'll start with you. 
I believe so. Like they putting up a lot of yards. They have some good receivers. You know, they, they have three good receivers, and they Wentz putting up a lot of yards, but he makes some bonehead mistakes, and that's why he's not with the Eagles no more. And even with the Colts, he make a lot of mistakes in critical situations. But at the same time, I feel bad for it. Wentz with this situation with the head coach. Man, look at that defense. Defense not playing well either. And Ron is a defensive guy. So you got to take a little blame for yourself too. Don't just put it all in the quarterback. 26 in the league at the moment. Let's see. And then Wentz is like top five in passing yards. So, But he's also number two in interceptions. And also has real. three fumbles on the season as well. So he's doing good, but he's also doing what he does best, which is turn the ball over. Yeah, sound like Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, good. I, I appreciate yeah. that shot. Let's not let's not let's not bring up Jameis right uh, now. Let's not bring up Jameis. Yeah, y'all should have lost this game. I'm gonna keep it real simple. Y'all should have lost this game, but Carson Wentz bail y'all out. Pretty huge because Carson Wentz, he's done. Yeah, he's he's buttons. Uh, Fresh one says yes. Henneke time. Watch uh, watch him bring back, uh, bring him back to third place to their division. Travis Crow says Commanders are worse than the Redskins. Change the name back. <laughs> I don't think it works like that, but sure, we'll go ahead and do that. Yeah, I'll I know you joke. There. I know you joking. But um, yeah, for that game, really, again, there's not too much to talk about. That's, Let's go uh, ahead and talk about the. Talk about my man's team. I was gonna segue into. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was about to segue into. Actually, okay. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna talk about the 49ers and also, of course, uh, the head coach Matt Rule being the first NFL head coach to get fired this this season, um, having an ugly record tenure of eleven and thirty seven, if I recall. Um, and I mean, to be honest, he probably should have been fired sooner, Man. but. Uh, for manage first of all, for management to give a the I already knew this this situation wasn't going to work in the first place. When management gives a college coach who have never coached a uh, down of NFL football a seven year contract, and well, you give anybody a seven year contract, I knew when that happened, like there's no way in hell he gonna finish, also, finish, finish contract. No way hell. You got to look at the programs he coached before that. He coached Temple and he coached Baylor. These so, are not football. These are not football blue bloods. These are not no. elite programs. Even Baylor. I know Baylor's been good over the past uh, 10, 15 years, but they're not still not Texas. Still not AM. Still mm-hmm. not Oklahoma. Let's not act like a Baylor is on, on those levels. So again, for Matt Rule to even get this opportunity in the first place, you should thank your lucky stars. And then you get a four, what, $40 million buyout to, just to go away. Honestly. I mean, to, to be able to to be mediocre. And still be able to be, to be a lead in the pocketbooks is amazing. Sometimes I see as management, either as a coach or front office or whatever, folks can you know for, say they're going to resign or say they're going to do this or do that, and then they can get a little pension, a little payout, and then go ahead and go move on somewhere else and go start the process back over and only get a cool three million dollars to need, coach here. I need to go join some coaches there just to go get get fired. I'm not even gonna go in there and actually show up to work. I'm just gonna go up, sign the contract, and then I'm gonna just not show up so y'all can fire me. Your family just like get the buyout at this point. <laughs> you gotta at least act like you're doing so. You gotta do the you know, spin the whistle. Oh, okay, spin my the whistle bad. on the finger. I go stand there and you gotta do that. You know, you gotta, 
You gotta act like you know what I'm saying. Spit like some sunflower seeds out your mouth. Okay. You can't, yeah. you can't just go to the desk, put your feet up on the desk. Okay. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> do a little some some. You gotta fake the funk a little bit. Okay. I just write some write some X's on the board. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, spit some sunflower. That's what I'm out. saying. Thank you, Travis. Get woofing in here. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know that's that's yeah. that's the king. That's the king of get some bad halftime speeches. That's the king you know? of ain't doing <laughs> shit right there. You just, just just hanging out, right around the car, right around my golf cart, and exactly. You know, so, of course, we talked about the Panthers, and let's just be honest. This is probably going to be a debacle for them moving forward. You're going to fire your head coach and most likely going to move on from your starting quarterback. Well, Baker Mayfield's hurt. It looks like P.J. Walker is going to have to start this next week. Sam Darnold, yeah. seeing that was a failed experiment as well. And it seems as though the quarterback that you probably should have handed the, the keys over to and probably should be the franchise quarterback, you keep throwing him to the trash, but he keeps on showing back up like a cockroach. Mr. P.J. Walker, Mr. P.J. Walker, who we've seen here in Houston with the Houston Roughnecks, yeah. is a guy who's poised, who's a Cooper Rush-like guy who can be a game manager and can mm -hmm. make sound throws. But unfortunately, he just get, doesn't give him the opportunity to play consistently to be able to showcase and get more, more reps on him so, so, we, so we can see if he can maybe be a valuable piece to this Carolina team. Unfortunately for him, he might just get thrown to the wolves once again after the season's over because once they get a new coach in there, he out of they, he's out of it. I mean, we don't yep. know what's going to happen with him. So I feel bad for a guy like P.J. Washington uh, Walker because he's earned this opportunity. Don't get me wrong. It's a reason why he's probably the third best quarter, the, the third quarterback on that roster because he probably is obviously the third best quarterback on that team talent-wise. Mm -hmm. But right now the Panthers are just in a – no win situation, and they're going to have to hand everything over to him. And it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this this season plays out for them. I don't see anything uh, <laughs> highly for them, though. Uh, Fracture one that says, "Be a coach, Woofen ish, you'll be fine." <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, again, Trenton, we'll throw it to you regarding your 49ers. Um, okay. Do you feel as though? Y'all have gotten y'all's groove back with Mr. Jimmy G back at the helm. Yeah, talk to us. QB1. Honestly, okay. I'm, I'm going to talk about the defense first, then I'll talk about Jimmy. You know, I want to give our defense some glory real quick. All right. So through, fi through five weeks, um, our defense, number one in opponents per game. I'm oh, sorry, points per game. Number one in uh, yards per game. Well, you know, allowing yards per game, number one in yards per play, um, number one in yards per rush, and number one in sex. So that just want to give that out there because without our defense playing lights out, we would not be having the kind of season we're having right now because, uh, you know, Jimmy G first, first game back starting, that was horrible against the Broncos, and I was very concerned, even though he was trying to get back in the groove of it. But at the same time, it's good to see Jimmy G not turning the ball over uh, these past two games, but at the same time, I'm still concerned because Jimmy G going to have his games. I just hope he don't lose a game with having all them turnovers because, you know, that's the reason why they was trying to get Trey in there because Jimmy just not consistent. And we can get to the playoffs, but we can't win the big game because of, we can't trust Jimmy G. So... Right now, we're okay. You know, during the season, we're going to be good. We're going to make the playoffs. We should win our division. My concern is getting far in the, in the division and winning the Super Bowl. Because Jimmy G, when we need him in a clutch, you just never know. Yeah, I mean, 
I can't really say much against that. I think that this defense, unfortunately for y'all, D'Amico Ryan is gone. <laughs> He's gone. I, I thought he was going last year, actually. Huh? <laughs> I thought he was going last year, actually. Yeah, he probably should have left last year, but I don't think he can make it through another offseason. He got to go. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm happy that he brings that up because I know we've talked about this, but it's an alley-oop to, of course, our Texan fan that's listening in, our boy Fractual Walnut, when it comes to the smartest move for everybody involved, D'Amico Ryan's. Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. Most likely they might move on from Lovey Smith depending on how the season ends. Yeah. If that happens, why not bring back a guy that actually played for your organization? And from what I've heard, apparently D'Amico Ryan's in the front office don't see eye to eye. If that's the case, that's understandable. This is the perfect time to be able to rekindle a relationship that benefits not just one party, but both parties and everybody else that's involved. You yeah. bring back a Houston guy that's played for you guys that probably should be in the ring of honor. And then it also helped bridge back the gaps of other former players and other former Texan players because of, again, they don't see eye to eye with those guys as well. And hopefully get some Houston spirit back here in Houston for that organization because it's been a, such a dark cloud over the past year, couple of years for the Deshaun Watson situation. If you're able to do that, it allows you PR wise to change the look of how the Houston Texans are looking moving forward. I think that's the best case scenario for everybody. Knowing the Texans is not going to happen, but if if D'Amico Ryans do leave the 49ers, what's the best case scenario situation for you? Uh, for if, if you see him leaving, where would you think that he would go? Honestly, I don't know. I haven't really – Looked at it like that because I was so engulfed in the 49ers right now. I don't want to see him leave. So yeah, it's hard to be about to think about that. Leave. I understand. I understand. I completely understand. So I, I hear all your concerns. Let me just go ahead and sprinkle a little bit more concerns out there for you. Okay. Because uh -oh. uh -oh. I'm I'm you know, for the past couple of years, I've been really high on this 49ers team. I think I I like the way that John Lynch has built this team and built up this staff. Um he and Kyle Shanahan, I always feel like they have the team ready to play. Ready to go out there, they know what they need to do and they execute. And that's one thing you can you can always say about a 49ers team. They're gonna go out and they're gonna execute. And if yeah. you make mistakes, you're gonna be punished. And that's why I think they are able to win some of these games where we're like, ah, maybe they won't win it or, or whatever. But my concern is Debo Samuel, two carries and only two receptions. Brandon Ayu, only three receptions. That concerns me. It seems like since McDaniels left, we don't really know what to do on offense. We, the the receivers just aren't. I mean, so so we're trying to use Debo as a running back. Maybe maybe we're trying to use him as a wide receiver, but we're not actually utilizing him either way. You know, in the best way possible. And then Brandon Ayuk, who I think is honestly one of the most underrated wide receivers in the game right now. He has the potential, and he has shown flashes. We only target him four times and get him the ball three for three catches? Like, yep. that to me is a concern with – I thought it was going to get better when Jimmy G came back, but it hasn't gotten any better for the wide receivers. I, I, honestly, uh, I'm not too surprised because – I'm not sure if you guys know, but last – I think one of the playoff games last year, Jimmy G, G threw the ball five – I'm sorry, had eight completions. 
eight completions. So I'm not surprised because because Shanahan want to reduce how many times he throw the ball because his issue of turnovers. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I'm really missing Elijah Mitchell because once he comes back, it may open up play action a little more, but we're not going to throw the ball a, a lot because we want to control the clock. Our biggest thing is controlling the time of position. We do that, keep our defense fresh. It's hard to beat a team like that, especially like, I mean, I, I always want to go back to this. I know Ish happy about this, but when we lost to you guys in the Super Bowl, that hurt us because um, that's what that was one of our biggest issues. Jimmy G could not get it done, so he was trying to control the clock, keep the ball out of your boy hand, but we couldn't do that because Jimmy couldn't make plays when we needed to. And so that's that's they're trying to that's why that's the biggest concern we're trying to get rid of Jimmy in the offseason because they want to throw it downfield more, but Jimmy doesn't have a strong arm. Sometimes he just is inconsistent with reading a play. I mean, sorry, reading a defense. And at the same time, he's scared of pressure. If you ever see Jimmy in the pocket when there's somebody blitz or somebody by his feet, he just throw it. He he don't want to get hit. So I see why they don't throw it a lot. I don't like it because we have some, man, yak boys back there, even a tight end. Just put it in their hand. Let them make some plays. But I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see how, of course, uh, the rest of the season plays out with the 49ers. Uh, hopefully we'll have Trent back on later on in the season, and we'll uh, talk a little more about how the 49ers are shaping up and we'll see what they – I mean, let's be real. They're a second-half team. They they yeah. get better. They, yeah, they they're get better. Fine the they're fine wine. Yeah. They get better at the, you know, that's the reason why they out in Cali. They buy the vineyards, they sip it on that good good over there. You know, they they that's how they get better over time. And hopefully mm-hmm. Bosa stays healthy for them boys and make another run at it. We'll be interested to see what happens with them. I want to talk about this Sunday night football game first before we talk about, of course, the obvious um blatant referee errors that were prevalent in the NFL over the weekend, and then we'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, the Sunday night football game, Bengals and Ravens. Ravens come away with a two-point win on another game-winning uh, Justin Tucker kick uh, that was put in position by Lamar Jackson doing what he does best, which is, of course, makes plays. Um, this was a game that another I, I feel as though it was another divisional matchup that was played till the end of the, the the game, as in on the last drive, which I felt as though that would happen. Uh, I was surprised when it comes to not as many points on both ends. I thought this would be more of a higher scoring game. Yeah. But uh, for the Ravens to finally get a win at home, they haven't won a home game in, in, uh, in the past five tries, which is unheard of uh, for wow. the Ravens. Uh, that was big for them. They needed this divisional win as well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how these two teams form moving forward. We know, of course, the Bengals are the AFC or the defending AFC champions, uh, of course, making a Super Bowl appearance last year. And the Ravens, they probably feel as though this should have been them, maybe, with the injuries didn't happen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, uh, Trenton, is Lamar Jackson on a, on a path of – another MVP, maybe even a conference championship game appearance or even a Super Bowl appearance that will allow him to get the payday that he wants with the Ravens or maybe elsewhere. I think he is. He just has to be Lamar. He's going he gonna to be good. But the only issue, the downside of that, he's Lamar. 
he has a high chance of getting injured and he won't get that big payday. So it's kind of like, you know, it's very risky right now. Um, but at the same time, I, I wish the best for him. He's a good guy. You know, I wish the best for him. Hopefully he get that big payday. Just, you know, you know, his, his style of play. Um, but speaking on the Ravens as a whole, I got to give it up for Justin Tucker, man. That, that kicker is best kicker I haven't seen in a long time. Like, He's very good, and like whenever you see him go to kick, I I don't even doubt. It. Like some kickers, are like okay, even though they've been kicking good, they may may not make it or miss it. But him, he gonna make it. <laughs> Justin Tucker, he's he's gonna make. It. He's he's like laser focused. So sorry to get off uh, Lamar, but man, I had to give the kicker the props. Oh no no, you're good. Legit. No, you can stay on Tuck because I'm happy you brought him up because I want to segue into that. I uh, actually brought up on my social media page. I asked, "Who's who you got? Adam Vinatieri or Justin Tucker?" Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, I got Tucker too, especially with the stronger leg. I got Tucker. Now, can I can I throw something out there as well? I mean, I I'm not a hater. I love Justin Tucker. Went to UT. He he, he that guy. He's he's probably the greatest kicker of our generation. I got that. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen Adam, I haven't seen Justin Tucker kick a field goal in the snow. I haven't seen I'm, I haven't seen Justin Kicker kick a field goal in the playoffs when it really when it really mattered. I know it's, it's a team game. It's not him. It's not on him to get the team to the playoff for him to kick, kick game winning field goals. I'm, he's a part of the team. I'm not blaming him on that. But we've seen Adam Vinatieri not once, not twice, not three times, but multiple times kick memorable kicks that will live on in NFL history. We can't tell the NFL story without Adam Terry's kicks. So for me, I'm just looking at it like, man, we we are we blatantly disrespecting Adam Terry no. because of again, he he's if you go look it up, Adam Terry has been voted and this is the last last year was voted on the greatest kicker to ever well, kick in, in okay, the NFL. The, the only reason why is. I voted that is because he has those moments that you speak of but when you look at the stats and you look and beyond the stats, just as Trenton said, when Tucker steps up to kick a ball, I don't care if it's from 60 yards, from however long, he has that thing about him where I don't even question that he don't make it. Okay. Yeah. I know he's going to make it. Now, I'm happy y'all everybody brings it up because now we turns it into the same type of question into the next position as in a quarterback. So we go to a guy like Tom Brady. Everybody likes to talk about, oh, well, his rings don't matter. His rings don't count because it's a team game. But then we go to a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right? And we say, oh, well, it's all good. I mean, look at how great he is, right? He can do a sidearm pass. We just see how great he is. We know he's great, but he doesn't have – he still doesn't have those quote-unquote accolades. I know it's still early in his career. Mm-hmm. So early in his career, he can get it. He can get all the accolades still when his, when his career is over with. Mm-hmm. But – for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I look at it as the same type of boat when it comes to Justin Tucker's going to the Hall of Fame. Patrick Mahomes going to the Hall of Fame. We, we're not. I'm not taking that away from. Him. But for those guys to automatically get catapulted into the top elite of those positions, I feel it was a little disrespectful because you still haven't had those moments just yet. That's that's just my opinion. I'd like to look at the stats for Adam Vinatieri versus Justin Tucker. Yeah, me too. I just I don't think I think if you look at it, the career the career the long the career long for Justin Tucker is sixty six yards when he kicked last year against the uh, Detroit Lions off that bounce. 
The career long from Adam Terry, 57 yards. I looked it up. But what's that's the field goal big. percentage, though? Like, well, you yeah, know, right. the percent, percentage was 92, uh, for, uh, 92 for Vinatieri and 93 for Tuck. So, again, look, I mean, y'all act like y'all, like y'all, y'all, like y'all, 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 Tucker is blowing him out by like 10, 10 points. Exactly. I mean, he's blowing, 10, 10 he's blowing him out. He's blowing him out. He's blowing him out. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, Vinatieri had more opportunities. That's why he's more in the spotlight because, man, you you playing with the Patriots. You're going to get more opportunities. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but to be able to even kick a ball in 30 degree weather with snow hitting you in the face, that that's a different type of kick. Yeah, not everybody's making those kicks again. He would he's been able to do this on multiple occasions, things that like were like, wow, I can't believe he was able to do that. Adam Vinatieri can't watch Justin Tucker's socks, bro. Get up out of here with that. I respect Tucker. I think Tucker's a hell of a kicker. He can't, he can't, but he can't even put his toe down. Until man. Tucker, <laughs> until Tucker is able to have that one shining moment, nah, then nah. we'll. I'll say. Right, I want to say. He finally got his spot. I want to say something real quick about the bar situation. Some of the things there were some concerns, glaring concerns that came out of this game. The miss of the wide open receivers, numerous times throughout this game. It is yet another glaring point to he's got to be a little bit better when it comes to teams are going to try to challenge you to throw the ball. And you've got to, in certain clutch third down situations, be able to make those throws. Like that's the one critique I have about Lamar right now. It just seems like at certain times he's not able to make those clutch throws when the team has challenged him to throw it down the field and they've given him the opportunity. It's too many times wide open guys. You missed a wide open touchdown. You threw an interception because you missed a receiver. Like you missed a wide open receiver. Like those sorts of things you just can't do. That's my one critique. He's a great guy, great quarterback. I wish all the best for him. I can't wait to see him in Miami. But at the same time, just like, Brad, you got to start hitting these guys. I don't know what it is. It's, I think it's his feet. I think he gets too excited. He's ready to go. But, like, you got to calm it down, man. Calm it down. Hit these guys wide open so you can get the money. Because I want to see yeah. you get your money. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up tonight with two games in one. We'll talk about yes, the please. Falcons and Bucks, And we'll also talk about the Raiders and Chiefs. And, of course, uh, the, both of these games were different, but also the same when it comes to, of course, um, different type of wins uh, for both of these teams. Uh, the Bucks won their game pretty much leading the whole way. The Falcons kind of came back but felt as though they got screwed by a call that was made on Tom Brady, a quote-unquote roughing the passer call that uh, kind of blew up t- uh, NFL Twitter and yeah. all sorts of media when it comes to a lot of people not being too happy with the call that was made. We assumed, I think everybody assumed that it was the Brady call until just a day later we had Monday Night Football and we had a uh, roughing knee passer call on Derek Carr. And we didn't get a roughing knee passer on Patrick, on Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes when he got swung. I agree. I saw it too. It was It's the inconsistency of the NFL uh, calls when it comes to penalty calls from the referees. That's, the, that's, the, that's one of the issues, but the main issue is – the unfortunate react uh, overreaction of the Tua 
situation that the league is letting the rest know, like, look, we got to watch out for this. We mm-hmm. have to call flags. We got to do this because, like they stated, on that tour hit that knocked them out, no flag was thrown. Nope. No flag was thrown. I mean, there, there should have been a flag <laughs> because, again, if you go look at it, they, he, he whipped them around, and as in the rule books, you can't do that. And for them not to have any type of penalty on that play, it just all, all of it was bad on the NFL, like we just talked about earlier in the show. With that being said, it shouldn't have been a flag in the Chiefs game. The Chiefs, it did not cost the Chiefs the game, but best belief if it did, the Chiefs would have erupted and definitely would have uh, given maybe uh, Goodell and or the rest, the rest that were in that game a mouthful, actually the earful. But when it comes to the Chiefs, is this the start of what you assumed you guys would be moving forward as a collective whole. We do know how as a divisional game with you guys with the Raiders Chiefs, you talked about earlier, the Raiders play you guys like this is like this is the Super Bowl. And at one point in time, I mean the Raiders were up by 17 points. This was a 17 point comeback that Patrick Mahomes led on Monday Night Football. Travis Kelsey had a Monday Night Football record of four touchdowns. Uh, that itself was insane. It just seemed as though Patrick and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey were just in sync from the from the first quarter on. And with that being said, is is the, the uh, two questions? I'm sorry, the Raiders for them are they over with? Is it? I mean, it's one and four. They're one and four right now. We saw them come back from a hole last year with everything that was, that was going on with them. Are they over with? And then also with the Chiefs. Or is it just the same old Chiefs? Every time you keep on doubting them, they just keep on proving you wrong, and they just gonna continue to march on to another AFC Conference Championship game appearance, and maybe even the Super Bowl. Um, just to answer the first part, the Raiders, yeah, they're done. Get get them up out of here. The Raiders are done. Um, it, it's just bad for the Raiders. Devontae Adams. Then you are gonna go push a reporter. Um, ah, yes, afterward, yes, yes. You, you already get mm-hmm. fined and all that for that. I, I mean, just it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's the Raiders being the Raiders yet again because they always got to do something. Um, and there's always got to be some storyline around the Raiders. Yet they're done for the season. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to turn it around. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. It is uh, Josh McDaniel's first year, so maybe we're going to give him a little leeway. I don't know. Whatever. It's the Raiders being Raiders, so I'm going to leave that one alone. But the Chiefs, yes, the Chiefs are doing exactly what I expected. Um, they played really well. Um, they have a lot of injuries going on right now. There's a lot of uh, movement on that team. And to show the character that they did and coming back, it's just let me go ahead and say it. Dun, 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 oh, here you dun, go. Uh, we the evil empire, here all right? Everybody hates us. Everybody wants to see the Chiefs fail. They're the evil empire. The refs were even out here trying to steal games from us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the man didn't have the ball, but he was so – let me let me get this straight. What were you talking if about? I have the ball uh, and I fumble the ball uh, and you fall on me, I'm a passer all of a sudden and uh, you roughed me, how can you rough a passer if he didn't pass the ball? The dude didn't pass the ball. The dude fumbled the ball and you had the ball and you fell on top of the dude with the ball. How is that roughing the passer? Doesn't make any sense. But you know what it is? It's the evil empire. They wanted to steal the game from the evil empire. Then you're going to sling Patrick Mahomes down and nobody, that's not a flag all of a sudden? Not going to be a flag? Like, I'm tired of it, but 
the Chiefs did what they were supposed to do. That's what I was excited about. I saw them come back. I saw them show the heart. I saw Andy Reid find a way to get a spark there. We couldn't get anything working with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jared McKinnon came in. He had a couple big runs, really kind of set it off. Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. Um, I mean, there's too many weapons on this offense, really. As long as Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy don't get too cute, I think that this team can go a long way. The defensive line looks good. Yeah, I mean, I can go on for days, really. Yeah, you really can. Same with Lee as well. He says to be out for five starters, lose two more starters mid-game, and a third playing limp. It showed me a lot of love. This young team is growing. Yeah. Travis Cross says they need an extra uh, – he said an extra ref, an extra ref to throw flags on these stupid calls. Yeah, they need, <laughs> they need to take it to the booth. Somebody – they got to – they need to review these calls. Some of these calls need to be reviewed. I'm sorry. It needs to be a league review. Not, I don't think it needs to be a red flag. I think it needs to be like the league office needs to review them mid game or whatever. Trent, how you? What's your take on this game? Uh, so first, answer with, the, with your question with the Raiders. Yeah, I think they're done too. Um, I just hate to see it for um, Dave. What's his name? The wide receiver. Oh, do I have Adams? Adams? Yeah. Even though, you know, the little antics he had after the game. But I just hate to see that for him. But he chose his boy. He chose money. So winning wasn't the biggest the priority for him. So that's that's the thing. Yep. You go from a winning um, organization to this organization. But, yeah, the Raiders who missed, are done. Who misses who more, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Devontae missed Aaron more. I thought it was going to be the other way around at first. But Devontae missed Aaron more. Definitely. 100%. Um, so in the Chiefs, I hate to say it, but <laughs> they looking good. <laughs> they looking real good. I mean, yeah, I, I saw a few things you could expose on the defense, but but you know, because I'm looking at the far downers aspect of it, but yeah, definitely the, the Chiefs looking real good, especially man, that combination with Kelsey and uh Mahomes is ah. that, that is crazy. It's like second nature. That is crazy. My boy. Yeah. Yeah, it might be this generation, who know, uh, Peyton and Dallas Clark, but, yep. you know, more agile, you know. I know Dallas Clark was nowhere, nowhere near. Athletic. Nowhere near. No. Come on, don't disrespect I'm not at all. Like I'm just talking about the connection that's on this. No, nah, no, nah, I, I don't even <clears throat> want to hear the connection. Anyway. Don't disrespect Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes like that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> All right, that'll pretty much wrap it up for tonight. We, of course, went over our limit, but that's okay because we had a special guest on. Well, we, we, yeah, we, we already, enjoyed it. We already knew we was going to go over the limit, so we already prepared that. There's nothing wrong with that when we have special guests on, on the show, and we appreciate Trent for being on. Before you do leave, though, if you don't mind, let the folks know where to find you and all your other social yeah, media shout pages. shout out. All right, so uh, for the fan page, for another fan page, is SF. Faithful 85. That's on YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, and for 1111, we have a TikTok, Instagram, also Facebook page. Um, and that's 1111 Apparel. Or you can go to our website, www.111apparel.com. And you can just type that out. It's not, you know, the numbers and letters like this, but it's written out. So appreciate it, guys, for. Let me join in. It was good talking to you guys about, you know, different different teams. I need to pay more attention to the other games. I need to be focused on 
my team in our division. <laughs> yeah, he, he says 49 versus everybody. Yeah, 49 yeah. versus everybody. Hey, but, you know, we understand. Um, definitely we're going to have to get you back on when we bring on uh, – we do a thing where we bring on people who support the different teams and they got their podcasts. We got Cowboys fans, Texans fans, other Chiefs fans, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to bring all y'all on later on in the season <laughs> so y'all can duke it, about, duke it out about whose team looked better and who's going to uh, possibly win the Super Bowl as we get close, closer to the playoffs. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Yeah, well, that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun Okay. Yeah, we definitely again can't wait to have you back on. Yeah, uh, sure. once again, we appreciate you for joining X Talking Ish. Uh, is, is there anything you want to tell the folks before we get up out of here? Danny Dimes, comeback oh, player of the Lord. year. I, I don't know why he even asked that. One hand, Danny. Uh, one hand, Danny. He might be MVP. Who knows? We'll see if the rest of his team will actually play up to their uh, standards. Then MVP incoming. As y'all can see, foolishness. Foolishness is what I deal with <laughs> on this show. So. Why y'all always hating on Danny Dimes? Come Give him five more here, weeks. Man. Give him five more weeks. We'll see him with Danny Dimes. Giants Dyer MVP. Okay. All right. We're 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 going to leave now. All right. We <laughs> appreciate y'all. Who? We appreciate y'all as always. We'll see you next Sunday or this upcoming Sunday for week six pregame show. Yeah, pre-game Already pre-game week six. Man. It's going by fast. We got a bye week starting to happen now. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. All right. As always, we'll see y'all on Sundays. 10 o'clock Central Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time here on X Talking Ish. Thank y'all. Peace. All right, peace.